Sports Podcast. I said, Welcome to, welcome to the Dirty Sports Podcast with Andy Ruther and Joe Prano. Welcome to, welcome to the Dirty Sports Podcast. Welcome to the Dirty Sports Podcast. I am your host, Andy Ruther. Coming to you live from Cincinnati, Ohio, with my co-host, the Venice Beach, California, Joey Nocho Prano. What's up? How goes it today? Hello, Andy. I guess I have to do that every time now. That's a, that's doing, a, that's a thing I, now. Is this a new thing? I've noticed you're doing the raise the roof when we go live. Raise the roof. It's like, you know, I feel so tall, like my, my arms take up the entire Zoom camera. Uh, can I just can I just shout out because I just saw a peek up. I just want to shout out our boy Kyle Gamble who gave me this sick Kooks t-shirt that he found in Japan. He actually sent me two of them, and they're sick. And I just want to shout him out because that's great. When when people see Kooks stuff, when people see oh no, you know I've got a lot of t-shirts and gifts from uh, from folks over the years, and some of them are just amazing. And this one is so shout out to Kyle Gamble. Yeah, well, first of all, before we even get into things, shout out to all the dirt balls, right, Joe? Yeah, we talked dirt about ball this fam. yesterday. We talked about it on the phone. Um, you guys have really supported the show, and I was looking at the back-end analytics on our audio numbers, and you guys have really, truly supported us, and I was comparing 2019 versus 2020, sports versus no sports, no COVID versus COVID, and... Uh, most of you guys have stuck with us on the audio download. So much thanks, big thanks to all which, the dirt It's like we won't get into like the, the nitty-gritty details of it, but like we kind of just assumed that the numbers were going to be down. Like with, way down. With no sports, with doing it on Zoom, with whatever. Not just because we're a sports show and there hasn't been that much sports to talk, but also because, you know, the general consensus among, you know, podcasters everywhere is that everybody's down like 20 to 30% in their audience. I'm sure that's not for every single show, but a lot of shows, uh, whether it be because you guys aren't commuting or you're not in an office and have us on in the background or for us, you know, a lack of sports. Um, and we're not even close to that. And I think that is a testament to like, how strong the Dirtball fam is. And I, I made Andy put it on the rundown that we just wanted to say thank you to you guys for sticking through this and, um, you know, getting t-shirts in the mail uh, is awesome and getting Venmo donations, uh, you know, in my mail, in my virtual mailbox is awesome. But uh, I really appreciate whenever we get a message from you guys that says like, thank you for, you know, not missing a beat we need this right now. And like, I, I appreciate the fact that you guys appreciate the fact that, you know, we're still doing this, even though there's no fucking sports, which as I, you know, I was on the verge of a breakdown a couple episodes ago and I, I, I remain on the verge of that breakdown. Like we want sports back. We don't want to talk about this stuff every damn episode, but it's just, there is no sports, but there still are idiot athletes doing idiot things and fantastic athletes getting more money than anybody's ever seen. And so we're going to talk about what we can talk about. 
Yeah, and to kind of wrap that up, we have decided we're going to go live for a set time, at least until I get back to LA. We're going to go live every Monday and Thursday, if you can watch the YouTube stream, at 1 p.m. Eastern time, 10 a.m. Pacific Standard Time. And even when Andy's back, that'll just be kind of consider that our time. I mean, okay. obviously, obviously things can always change, you know, uh, whether it be meetings or surfing or running or the things that, you know, are important in our lives to make sure that we stay mentally healthy and employed. But uh, for the most part, whenever we can, we're going to try to be consistent so that if you guys want to tune in live on YouTube, um, you can do that or know that it'll be up soon, soon after that on audio. And also, I just wanted to say to you guys, since you're so, you've been so great and so supportive, um, you know, one of the great things for us is when we get a message from somebody that says, X person put me onto the show a while ago. And like, now I've been a dirt ball for like 200 episodes and like, thank, you know, like, there's, I, I, we got a message recently about, you know, somebody shoot, shouting out Jackson Nagel as like, I want to double, sh you guys shouted him out, but I want to double shout him out because he put me onto the show and now I'm a dirt ball. So like, it, it, you know, we ask you guys to do a lot and you come through, whether it be with donations and support or whatever. And, you know, the call to action for today is if you appreciate what we're doing, tell somebody about the show, tell somebody new. Let's, uh, if we could somehow have our numbers go up, during COVID pandemic, that would yeah. be just, that would just be some like legendary dirtball shit. Yeah. Yeah. So basically. But cheers to you guys. Big thanks to you guys. Like, like Joe said, we, we, we've been holding steady. Um, and that's, it's really good to know. And uh, you alluded to players and their money. And I just, and this isn't the lead, but I just want to get it out of the way. I have major issues because it's athletes it's politicians, it's corporations. And but we're going to talk athletes because it's a sports show. The amount of people who have received the PPP money is absolutely ridiculous, Joe Prano. This is your lead story? This is where we're going? This is where we're going because I want to get it out of the way. Okay. You just, I just want to get it out of the way. I'm frustrated because I just read another story about it. I'm just, I'm just very frustrated that I don't think enough people – are as frustrated as me, and in my opinion, they should be when Tom Brady and Floyd Mayweather are getting loans for their companies. We have a problem as a society when all these politicians, Democrats, Republicans, you name it, are getting money for their businesses or their husband or wives' businesses. We have a problem, and I just want to say it's very frustrating to see this shit. And, and, and to piggyback that, Floyd Mayweather has made over $915 million in earnings and he received a PPP loan, Joe Prano. Well, look, tell me the I, system I, is not broken. Well, the system is absolutely broken, but so my feelings on this are sort of mixed because I think that is, you know, uh, I think it's, I think it's ridiculous to be worth that much money and then, you know, have some sort of LLC or, small business that you have like related to yourself and then just be like, whatever. Now um, I know that this has happened a couple of times and uh, and you know, people have been like, well, I'm giving the money back. Like this is my accountant or whatever. And look, accountants 
are accountants. They're gonna bill you, like if they can bill you seven grand uh, on their accounting fees and then more money shows up in your bank account, they're gonna do it, you know? Accounts sure. are, are money guys. You're not going to find a lot of like, uh, you know, crazy spending, like reckless with their money accounts. But at the same time, I agree with you. If, if these guys knew about it and they're like, absolutely, get, go get me that PPV money. You're a dick. Now, the flip side of that coin is, and we're going to talk about it when we talk about Patrick Mahomes' contract, Tug Coker uh, in, in negotiations, he, he said to me numerous times when it comes to sports, when it comes to whatever, he's like, as somebody ha who has negotiated with these big conglomerates, I Here don't. You can. Yeah. yeah. And, and to be fair, as far as getting what you can from big, like the United States government is the biggest, shamiest, worst company that there's ever been. Okay, so, fair enough. I, I, I can take that point. I can so hear that if out. We're, if we're just like, everybody steal money from the United States government, no matter how much you have, I can also get behind that. Yeah. I'm going to go shut my window because yeah, once again, they're, they're moving a truck, uh, a, a tank down the street. The, the United States, the National Guard's here. Unbelievable. Yeah, I, I agree. I think Joe makes a good point, guys. Everybody listen. I think he makes a great point that get what you can. And I, and I totally see that. And you're right. Tug has said that to both you and I when we've had negotiations with sponsors or brands or any, any sort of work that we might get for ourselves even, especially when you're dealing with billions of dollars, you know, you know get what you can. But, but you're right. Look, I just – and, 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 it, and it also goes back to the point of there is this, there's this certain amount of money that's going to go there. It's going to go to somebody. So – it, is it gross that it went to Tom Brady and it went to Floyd Mayweather? Yeah. Is it better than it going to, you know, Delta Airlines? 100% yes. Yeah. What about me? Get that, sports. Get, get that money, dog. I know. I got to apply for that loan, bro. You know, I, I, I think it is a good segue, though, into the Patrick Mahomes discussion. Because as always, Joe, the story breaks maybe 30 11, minutes. 11 seconds after. We record our last episode. It, it was like, you know, I mean, did you see the, the headline that there was a, uh, that there was, like, the story broke early because some liquor store attendant, like, sold a case of champagne to some guy from the Chiefs? Uh, Are you serious? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, somebody scooped Schefter because they went into, like, a Kansas City, like, liquor store or whatever, and were like, hey, we need a bunch of champagne. And the person was like, something's going on with it. I think Mahomes is signed because they just came in and got a whole bunch of champagne. I almost feel like that intern who had to go out and buy champagne was like, well, Dirty Sports Podcast is over. I'm going to go get that champagne now. <laughs> That's crazy. I didn't know about that. Yeah. So his deal is the largest deal in North American sports history. He can make upwards to, what is it? Half a billy. $503 million, which is insane. Yeah. Now, have you read into the contract? I have. So, I mean, there's a, there's a lot of things involved. There's a lot of intangibles that we have going on here. There's, there's um, uh, you know, there'll be opt-outs on his behalf. There'll be, 
the one thing that has not um, been solidified with me, first the report was this, and then the report was this. Is there some sort of uh, adjustment for the cap? I have not seen that. I, I do know that I've read different reports on it. Basically, they're saying as the cap increases, and if it does, obviously we're in the middle of a pandemic, um, this contract is not going to look as bad as it seems, which when I say bad, I mean as far as what the percentage volume right. the Chiefs have to pay. Well, and, 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 you know, that was, that was something I was saying. In regards to it being a 10-year contract, um, the way we've seen this go is that these numbers just keep going up. Now, the idea that somebody else gets a 10-year contract that's bigger than this probably isn't likely. Um, but at the same time, six years from now, when Sam Darnold is making more money in that season than Patrick Mahomes because he just signed his deal and it's for four years for more money per year than, than Mahomes, you're going to be like, I mean, Patrick Mahomes is the eighth highest paid quarterback in football right now. Yeah. It's a great deal. Now, yeah. right, right now it's still a ton of money. It's, it's like, but because it's so long, it's still somewhat team friendly ish. I mean, look, I, I've read so many different articles, so many different opinions on this. Some will say that, some will say no. I look at it this way Patrick Mahomes has done things in his first two years as a starter that no one has ever done in the history of the game. He's that good. We've never seen a player of his ability, hands down. So if they want to give him the that question, much though, Andy, is. If you had to trade Jared Goff for him or Russell Wilson, who are you going with? Really? You're going to do that out the gate? You're going to take a Russell? I mean, I'm, at this point, I mean, you, you went – we did Rodgers last week, so I just, I just need to get a little perspective. I just need to know exactly. And that's, and that's fine. By the way, and I, I, don't, I do not want to deviate this into a, a Russell Wilson discussion, but I will say, did you see the thing that they asked 50 GMs and personnel – did you see that? No. To rate their QBs. And guess who they had at number two, Joe? Aaron Rodgers. And he, these are talent evaluators who work within the league. So not saying that they're they, always right. They had Aaron, but Aaron Rodgers or Russell Wilson? They had Aaron. They, I'm sorry. They had Russell Wilson. So, so this, was, this was yesterday. CT tweeted this to me. Top 10 QBs this season – according to a poll conducted by ESPN with 50 current NFL personnel, they rated it Mahomes, Wilson, Rogers, Watson, Breeze is the top five, which I thought was interesting. Yeah. But anyway, love, love, love that guy, Russ. And, but, and I've just realized when he's enshrined in the Hall of Fame, because he will be, you're still going to be dying on that grave. Oh, right? that, that, that's that, – I actually am not even arguing – I'm not arguing against that at all, you know. Um, you won't, that, wait, wait, wait. So, so you're saying he's on pace to be a Hall of Famer, but you also won't say he's not a top five QB? Yeah, yeah, exactly. Uh, unreal. Anyway. I mean, th th that could be the case for a lot of people, including my boy Eli Manning throughout his career, including your boy Matt Ryan, who I've seen you defending on Twitter. Uh, well, hold on. Matt, Matt, Ryan's, Matt Ryan's, I wouldn't call him my boy. I just – I've been defending him, and I used to be a Matt Ryan hater. Is he a top five QB in the league? Not in my opinion. Not right Is now. Is he a Hall of Famer? Yes. Okay, so then let's move on before we get sidetracked even more. 
but I think he's been a top five at stages of his career. Anyway, back to Patrick Mahomes. Obviously, you have to make this deal. I mean, you don't have to because he had two years left, but look, it gives security to him. It gives security to the Chiefs. I, I, I'm not against it. That's all I'm going to say. Like, I don't know. I don't know how you can against be against it. it. He, he for sure is the, you know, he's done things, like you said, in two years, no one's done. He's the premier quarterback in the league. He's won a Super Bowl. He's won an MVP. Um, you know, he did, he did have some injury trouble last year, but it was light and they won the Super Bowl in that season, which is very rare uh in in modern nfl history for you to have a quarterback miss any games to injury and still win the super bowl it's happened a few times in the very very recent but in the last 25 or so years it's happened very few times um so you have that you have the combination of and tug and i were talking about this because tug and i are on the win when you have the rookie qb deal or like get the team friendly deal from your qb i said this will be a great test in yeah. that theory and tug and i have both agreed for a long time including an episode i think when you were out of town where we were talking about this uh together um if anybody is the exception to that rule it's patrick mahomes and sure. and we agreed that they have a great chance to win because they have young uh wide receivers and that they don't have to pay a ton and they can always like patrick mahomes is one of those guys who you're never going to hear where's his weapons. Like he, like other great quarterbacks. Makes will, them weapons. Yeah, will make guys weapons. And you won't hear like, well, who is he throwing to? You know, he, it, it, like, it, if these guys go on because they play with Patrick Mahomes to have incredible stats and want big money, the Chiefs can be like, fine, go get it somewhere else. Patrick Mahomes will turn the next guy into a, a, an all-pro receiver. Look. I now, think- hold, on, hold on. I, I just want to finish because they have uh, a coach who, you know, has always been a sort of running back by committee guy. And their defense isn't that good at all. And they won the Super Bowl. Now, my response to Tug, and we both agreed, it's, it's really focusing the money that they will have left over on protecting Patrick Mahomes, spend that money on your offensive line. But to me, the, the real great question is, and, and I know the Chiefs have already won a Super Bowl with a middle-of-the-road defense at best. I don't think the Chiefs can have that much worse a defense and still win Super Bowls. So I, I still think it's going to be interesting, uh, but I will take my chances with Patrick Mahomes and getting thrifty on defense than I will the idea of Patrick Mahomes walking. Well, I'd argue when you have a healthy Patrick Mahomes, you're always a Super Bowl contender. I think most people would agree with that assessment. Yeah. I, I that's mean, the, I, I, that's again, the first thing. Right. And, and two, you have a great, you have a great duo. I mean, Andy Reid Andy makes quarterbacks better. He's done it his entire career. And they were, you know, they're this close to making the Super Bowl his first year. And if what's his name doesn't go off sides, and I know we can play the what-if game, but they're that close to making it his first year. They win it his second year. I mean, in my opinion, if you, even if you just get, Joe, five or six good – not good. You get five or six great years out of this deal and one more Super Bowl, it was totally worth it. So, uh, you know, that I'm, I'm glad you said that. Tug and I were talking 
and uh, he, I think he asked me, how many, how many Super Bowls makes this deal as a whole worth it? You're going to say one. one. I said two. I okay. said, you know, he has one before he gets the deal. But uh, it, it, like, there's not a lot of quarterbacks in the history of the game who have three Super Bowls. Patrick, no. Patrick Mahomes gets three Super Bowls, wins three total Super Bowls. Sorry, I didn't mean to do the white supremacist. Side. He wins three total Super Bowls. Uh, he <laughs> he this, is, this is where we're at as a, as a country? It's 100% where we're at, Andy. Uh, oh, my God. He, he wins three total Super Bowls. He, it's, it's for sure paid for himself. And, and, you know, that goes back to, and I know you don't want me, I know you hate it when I bring him up, but I'm bring, the reason I'm bringing up Eli Manning is two reasons. One, uh, Patrick Holmes' deal will pay him more than Eli and Peyton got paid combined in their careers. But the fun fact that was shared throughout this contract story was the, high, the, the person who made the most money in the history of the NFL from playing football was Eli Manning. And as a Giants fan, I can tell you for sure, it was 100% worth it. We got two Super Bowls. By the way, give me that list. You can probably give it to me. That list of guys that have won three or more Super Bowls at the quarterback position, it's only four people in the history of the league. Yeah. It's uh, Terry Bradshaw. Correct. Joe Montana. Correct. Tom Brady. Yeah, one more. And three Super Bowls. Three or more, yeah. Who's, I don't even know who the who, who am I blanking on? It's going to piss you off. Troy Aikman. Uh, oh, of course, of course, of course, Troy. Yeah. So it's a very, very short list. It's not going to piss me off. Those, those Cowboys teams were fucking loaded. No, it's going to piss you off that you forgot that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It, it absolutely you, did. You would have thought you would remember that. Well, look, yeah. And, and there's, I can, a, there's a lot of things I would have thought I would have remembered at this point. but. Yeah, look. I, I love the deal. I think the Chiefs, obviously, we all agree, are so exciting and fun to watch. And the bigger question is, how does he play this out in his personal life? Because I have thought about this. He's been, <laughs> he's been with this woman for uh, quite some time now, right? Which is, you know, uh, yeah, he's been with her for a while. And it's got to be exciting for her. The question is, will she continue? Do you think with all this money that he got that she will continue to keep her job as drummer for the Muppets? That's funny. So they've been together, his girlfriend, Brittany, eight years. Yeah. So they've been together a minute. And at this point, that eight years doesn't mean anything until you have a kid or you have a ring. Yeah. And, so, even, that, and, even, and neither of those guarantee anything either. Well, Patrick Mahomes seems like a, a decent guy. And, he does. And by the way, uh, being 20, how old is he? Four, 25, whatever age he is. Being in your early to mid-20s and breaking up with a girl who uh, you have been with since you were a teenager does not make you a bad guy. So no. he, he, he seems like a guy. And by the way, I ha they might be so happy. He, the first thing he might do 
is buy a ring and like i i if if he's happy with her good for him i hope nothing but the best for all of them um but i i didn't mean to misspeak to even insinuate that if he were to break up with her he wouldn't be a good guy uh but he seems like he's pretty kind of down to earth for uh a guy who has obviously been in uh, an elite athlete his whole life from an athletic family, from a professional athlete's family, all this stuff. It's Well, they've been together since the 10th grade. I just looked it up. Yeah. It's a long time. Yeah. I, I, I like that's, they've been together longer than you and I have been together. Yeah. And we've been together a long time, Joe. I, I, I think that's the more interesting discussion it's not even the football discussion, is how long are they together? Okay, here's a question for you. More likely that at the end of this 10-year contract, Patrick Mahomes has three rings or is with his current girlfriend? Three rings. 100% three rings. Three rings is four people in the history of the game, dude. I know it is. No way they are still together in 10 years. Wow. I don't know. I, dude, you know, dude. Oh, okay. I, I, Patrick, I, 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 Patrick Mahomes went from, he went from like, he's making a lot of money. He has a lot of endorsements. I think he was set to make a lot of money because they gave him, you know, more money for next year. Dude, he went from that to total fuck you money. Yeah. Like this isn't a dig at Patrick either. Cause he does seem like a great guy and he's got a good head on his shoulders. And I think it helps that he was around pro athletes his whole life, you know, with his dad as a baseball player. But money does change people, Joe. It does. And to the degree, I don't know. But again, he has the fuck you money now. Yeah. I mean, like you said, your boy Eli made the most money in NFL history. He doubled that. But, you know, since we're talking about Eli Manning's been with his chick since college. Even if he gets hurt, he gets 140. Yeah. 140 million. What a deal. Plus, plus his PPP money for his girlfriend's yoga pants company. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it drives me crazy. It just drives, like, I get angry. I can't even look at this stuff. Yeah. You're like, what are we doing? I, I just, the, the system. Break it all down. And we'll start with that dumps truck or whatever it is outside of your uh, apartment every time we do the show. Yeah. I didn't hear it now, though. No, okay, Joe. From a good story of a dude making a lot of money because he deserved it to the NFL debacle with Deshaun Jackson and also Steven Jackson that came out also on uh, – when did that come out? Was that Tuesday? Mm, yeah, maybe. Yeah, because Tuesday, then yesterday was Apology Day. And, yeah, it's been a – stuff happens fast. So I have a lot to say about this, and I'm sure you do. I, I well. don't really, but, I, but like, it, it's, it's interesting because I really didn't have a lot to say about the story. And now sort of the aftermath of the story is, is to me, more interesting and in the way people are trying to act like this is – being handled differently than certain, like, I, I, you know, 
to me, the story itself is kind of just hashtag idiot. Like, it's idiotic to well, post. It's, it's, it's not only idiotic, it's you're, you're ignorant. And, and to me, I see what Deshaun Jackson posted as a microcosm of our country. And, and you and I talked about this last episode, Joe, the amount of ignorant, stupid people. But, and Deshaun Jackson just joined that. He just joined that squad. But he didn't just join that squad. He's been on that squad forever. Okay. How many times? Enough. How many times has he dropped the football before he got in the end zone? How fair many enough. times? Like Deshaun Jackson is basically like, look this up, guys. How many, Andy? How many times do you think Deshaun Jackson has caught seventy balls in a season? I bet once or never. One time. Yeah. One time. Deshaun Jackson is known for being explosive and stupid. And he gets injured a lot. Yeah, that's it. So this didn't catch right away. So for people who aren't aren't aware, over the weekend, he posted an Instagram story of a quote, which is the craziest part, which he thought was a Hitler quote, which wasn't actually a quote from Hitler. So, so let's pick that apart real quick. He posted, he went full Marge shot. Let's just call it what it is. Deshaun Jackson went full Marge shot, a pro-Hitler stance. But can I ask you a question? I, I, I'm not saying that this is true, but I'm saying give me the odds. Percentage chance that Deshaun Watson, or Deshaun, sorry, Deshaun Jackson, has no idea who Hitler is. Everybody knows who Hitler is. Deshaun Jackson. Joe, I mean, the, I, I, I mean, I'm not going to let you get away with that one. I, I'm just saying, 0% chance he doesn't know who Hitler is? No, everybody knows who Hitler is. Okay. Everybody. I would disagree with Deshaun Jackson. I'm saying he, uh, he probably does. But the idea that everything you know about Deshaun Jackson, you're not saying 5% chance he no. doesn't know no. who Hitler is? No, he knows who Hitler is. Okay. I'm giving, there's 0% chance that he is unaware of who Hitler is. Okay. Everything I know about Deshaun Jackson tells me to put it at zero is reckless. Okay. Well, we can agree to disagree there. So he posts the quote. And by the way, I am not defending Deshaun Jackson at all. It was so stupid. It, but but that, that to me is the story. Is like, he's so stupid. Well, he, he is. But then he takes the quote and he's like, guys, you're all upset. I just meant this part. And it's like, the whole quote is incoherent. It really is. Well, the, the, the quote, what he's posting is basically saying, again, a fake Hitler quote that the Jews, that Jewish people are trying to keep you know, the black man down because they are the true children of Israel. And that's basically what his quote is, is that the white citizens of America are going to mistreat and discriminate against black people because Jewish people who are, you know, regarded right as, from a biblical sense, the chosen ones, the Israelites. For anybody who's studied the Bible or read the Bible, and, and I went through Catholic school, so I re- basically read the Bible. Right. That's what that's what the Bible or the Torah says. Right. 
that the Jewish people, the Israelites are the chosen ones. And he's saying, and, it's, and, and, and everybody knows in 2020, how important it is for us to have an opinion on who the true Israelites are. Like, dude, it's nonsense. But look, he posts this and you're saying he's stupid, but I, but I don't know how he, and he probably doesn't have a context of history because this quote is literally, this is out of the anti-Semite handbook. Like, like, like this, if you, if you meet anybody who is an anti-Semite or hates Jewish people, like this is, this is the number one play that they're going to run, right? Is that Jewish people are trying to control everything, especially in our country and keep everyone else down. Like that's what he's quoting. He, he's pulling something, which I will say this back to your point about what does he know and what doesn't he know? I don't think he realized like this is, this is the number one play out of that racist handbook, right? Like he's, he's playing that card basically. But where this gets even crazier is he posts this and Steven Jackson has now doubled, tripled, quadrupled down on this. Like it's real. Who's, who's dumber at this point? I mean, this is a legitimate but, uh, question. It, it, who's it, dumber? Uh, okay. Well, Steven first, or Deshaun Jackson? Well, first of all, Steven Jackson is an idiot because Steven Jackson came out during the George Floyd thing and was a valuable part of that m- movement and the aftermath. And now he's just cha- like he's just changed how everybody feels about him by jumping on. And and guess what? The, the point, the fact of the matter is, and I've tried to listen to both of their apologies, Stephen Jackson now apologizing and what he was saying. And like the idea that like, okay, forget all the other stuff. Let's just focus on black people are the real Israelites is like, it's still such lunacy. It's like saying white people are the real, what people are from all over the world. The idea that that every black person is somehow a descendant of the true Israel, it's just such lunacy that, you know, I think the reason we're getting into this whole thing and it pisses me off that people are now saying the way this is handled versus the way this is handled is none of their thoughts are coherent. So the idea of saying this isn't being handled the way the Drew Brees thing, Drew Brees sat down and spoke very clearly about what he wanted to say, and the people had a problem with it. Deshaun Jackson is posting screenshots on Instagram and then blurring out certain parts of his quote on Instagram, and the quote that he's using and then blurring out is lunacy. Well, I, I disagree with you there. And okay. then got and then Stephen Jackson. What do you mean? Steven Jackson doubled, tripled down on multiple Instagram stories. I think it is being held differently. And here's the main reason it's being, it's being, I am calling hypocrisy on how the Drew Brees thing was handled and how this was handled because none of the NFL players are speaking out. None of them. Yes, they are. Edelman spoke out today. Mitchell Schwartz spoke out today. Now, what do those people have in common with this story as opposed to what Malcolm Jenkins and everybody had in the Drew Brees. It directly relates to them. Edelman wants to take Deshaun Jackson to the Holocaust Museum. Mitchell Schwartz is writing a long thing because they're Jewish. 
So Joe, Malcolm Malcolm Jenkins had a problem with what Drew Brees said because Drew Brees because Malcolm Jenkins is black and Drew Brees took an issue with a black issue. You you name two players, Joe. Literally, literally everybody in the league. Everybody I, in the league. Okay, so name. Oh, hold, the, hold on a second. Hold on a second. Most of the people in the league, and obviously I was against just as you were, what Drew Brees said. That doesn't mean I can't call it the hypocrisy. So what did Russell Wilson say about Drew Brees? What did Jared Goff say about Drew Brees? What did Mitchell Trubisky say? What did Odell Beckham Jr. say? What did so, so, so hold on a second. You mean it did not way more people speak out about what Drew Brees said than what Drew Sean Brees, Jackson said? Drew Brees sat down in the middle of the Black Lives Matter movement and took a shit on it. Deshaun Jackson pulled a fake Hitler quote out of nowhere and posted it on his Instagram. The idea that these are the same thing is so stupid. No, it's not. It's not stupid at all. It is. And, it's, and you know what it is? It's a, right-wing, it's a right-wing talking point that you should be ashamed to be doing the Clay Travis thing. Like, well, everybody, let's, if we're going to cancel, cancel everybody. What did Drew That's what our whole show has been standing on. No, I'm but, calling it hypocrisy. That's what our whole show stands on. This is hypocritical. Drew Brees wasn't cut. Deshaun Jackson wasn't cut. Both of them put shitty apologies. Both of them followed up with shitty apologies. And nothing happened to either of them. Nothing is different. I completely disagree. But you're wrong. I'm not Tell wrong. Tell me why they're different. Shannon answer- Sharp's talking about it. We're talking about it. It's on the front page of ESPN. It's all over Twitter. No one is – people are pretending – like this Deshaun Jackson story slipped under the rug when we have major NFL people chiming in on it every second. Go on Twitter right now. Well, they're also not comparable. Yeah, not one comparable. of them, one oh, of them was on. a statement against Black Lives Matter during Black Lives Matter protests. The other is a fake Hitler quote on an Instagram story. No, one of them was a tone-deaf comment about fake patriotism, and the flag, rah, rah. The other was a blatant and discriminatory, racist, anti-Semitic quote. They're not, they're not even on the same parallel. One, one, of, them came t- out of, one of them came out of Drew Brees' mouth, and one of them came out of a Hitler parody account. It's like you're almost excusing it no, because I'm not. He, he's so uh, ignorant. He, he had to do the exact same thing Drew Brees did. He had to talk to his teammates. He had to talk to his organization. He had to put out a fake shitty apology. And, and that's it. And he wasn't punished. That's exactly what Drew Brees – Drew Brees put out a picture of a oil painting drawing from over the top of two people of different races arm wrestling. It, like the idea that people are saying Deshaun Jackson somehow gets a free pass here is where everybody's talking about it. I don't think the players are though. That's okay, but you're, but you're, what you're saying is less of the players are chiming in on this than are chiming in. Where is Julian Edelman's tweet to Drew Brees? Where's Mitchell Schwartz's tweet? I just looked at Mitchell Schwartz 71 on Twitter plus Breeze. He has never spoken Drew Breeze's name in his entire Twitter history. But, but Why, I'm just, Andy? Because it didn't 
have anything to do with Mitchell Schwartz. This does, and Mitchell Schwartz is chiming in. The same way Malcolm Jenkins isn't chiming in about this. But I, but I think if you're going to be, again, you, you, walk, you walk a little t- a tightrope here now, man. All these people. If you're going to be so vocal about being anti-discriminatory or racist of any regard, you got to do it on all fronts, though, man. You but got people to. are doing it. What, you're saying every single person that came after Drew Brees has to come after Deshaun Jackson? I'm not saying they have to come out, but I just think that how – So the- now, now, by the way, does Edelman have to go back and make a statement about Drew Brees? Is Edelman a hypocrite? No, I'm not – look, I'm not saying that. I just think there are a lot of hypocrisies that we're seeing on how these things are played out. But what is the hypocrisy? They were forced to apologize to keep their jobs because they made basically a social media blunder in the form of being dumb and ignorant. Where is the hypocrisy? If, if Deshaun Jackson never made an apology and nothing ever happened to him, we would have a conversation here. But we don't. They, it has played out identically. I just, I And struggle. everybody going like, who, where are the NFL players? Put it in a Twitter. Put the, you, you want, you want you to, name, to name 10 people who have, who have chimed in? Mr. Schwartz, Edelman, Long. It goes on, like there are people. Now Aaron Rodgers has to say something because he said something about Drew Brees. Do you think the two things are parallel? Because, again, like I said, I don't think they are. One is a blatantly racist, anti-Semitic thing, and one was just, hey, man, I believe in the flag, rah, 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 where I don't agree with that, but I just I – just, I don't see those two things. I don't see them as comparable either because Drew Brees sat down, was given an opportunity in the midst of everything to have it, and he – made the decision to do something wrong. The amount of times, like, if you don't think that a, a person should be held accountable when they are in an interview, as a, we've all put dumb shit on social media. And I'm not saying sure. Deshaun Jackson was right, but I'm just saying, that, like, if you don't think that there is, you have to have a way more thought put into what you say in a national media interview, than what you put on your social media in a story. It's ridiculous. It's like saying, oh, you don't think it's the same thing that Drew Brees said that and Greg Oden put his dick on Snapchat? It's like the, the amount of horrific nonsense that has been shared via social media accounts with, with this stupid press of a finger is totally different than Drew Brees sitting down and being like, I know we're talking about Black Lives Matter, but they actually don't. What matters is my grandfather and his history in the military. Look, again, I, we agree on the Brees thing. I just think you're posting. And it was dumb and it was you, wrong. But what you thought was a, a Hitler quote, a Hitler, we're talking about literally, arguably the worst person of all time, a Hitler quote. Great. So we agree. They're both are stupid. Both were forced to apologize. Both are dealing with the backlash. And, and honestly, this thing of people getting into Riley Cooper didn't have to apologize and got an extension. Well, first of all, 
I am the most outspoken. Chip Kelly is an out and out racist. I've, I've never backed down for that. And I never will based on personnel decisions alone. And the way he handled the Riley Cooper situation, Chip and the way his team is speaking about him now and has his team has spoken about him in the past. Chip Kelly is a racist. I have said that forever. Now, that being said, the idea that they gave Riley Cooper and if Riley Cooper did what he did in 2020, he would be cut immediately. Look, I agree. So let's that- not compare things from eight years ago to today. And look, let's not look, compare what... Well, 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 there's precedent. I, look, I agree. There, there was precedent set with Riley Cooper. And they would look hypocritical. I agree there. If the Eagles, and it's been the same owner since then, if they cut Deshaun Jackson and gave Riley Cooper an extension, it is. It's hypocritical. It you know, is. But, al- but also, they would cut Riley Cooper if that happened today. I agree. In a second. What happens in 2020? Even, even if former, even if Ku Klux Kelly was still the coach. I think, obviously, I don't think I know a lot has happened since 2013 when he said that. And we're obviously in the heart of a, you know, a cancel culture every single day. And, and I don't like bringing that up either. Look, I think, I think there, it's not a good comparison. But it's also, look. If you're the owner, what's his name? Lori, is that his last yeah. name? And Roseman is the GM. Dude, you look like a bitch. I'm just going to say it. They're both Jewish. A guy you pay said this shit, blatant anti-Semitic stuff. Like, you, I'm sorry, you look, it's a bad look, man. And, look. And, if you, and if you want to save face, you can say, look, dude, I'm Jewish. This offended me. You're fired. And you can also say, I should have fired Riley Cooper. Say what you want. I, just, I, I think it's a bad look on their part, too. It's a bad look on their part that Deshaun Jackson is an eagle. He catches 60 balls a year. He never plays. He's, he's trash. He's trash. He has a famous punt return. He's trash. He shouldn't be, they should have cut him because he's bad. But now they can't cut him because of the whole – like, there's so many layers to how they handle it. The bottom line is and, – and, and the idea that somebody else might have gotten cut – if they did the exact same thing is a totally different story than how it's being handled versus like, I just think that this idea that how it's being handled versus how Drew Brees is being handled is Breitbart propaganda. In your people, people, people are going, Oh, all this outrage. There is tons of outrage about Deshaun Jackson. Tons of it. And in the end, he's not losing a single dollar. He has to make a shitty internet apology. He is Drew Brees. And guess what? The idea that we hold Drew Brees, one of the greatest quarterbacks of all time, to a higher standard in a sit-down interview than we hold a, a, a career idiot who posted on Instagram isn't that ridiculous guess what's gonna get it if if deshaun jackson takes a dump in the middle of the street it is not the same news as if patrick mahomes takes a dump in the middle of the street it's not the same news as if aaron Rodgers takes a dump in the middle of the street the quarterbacks get paid more 
They get more attention. They get more everything. Your boy, Russell Wilson, got all the money from Seattle. And every single guy that was on that defense is walking around going, fuck that dude. Because that's the way it goes. People don't like what comes with the quarterbacks get the most attention. The quarterbacks get all the MVP awards. The quarterbacks get all the accolades. You know what comes with that? The quarterbacks get held to a they, – they get put in the tabloids more. Tell me the last time we heard who the offensive tackle on any team was dating. I can tell you every quarterback's girlfriend. I do want to circle back to Steven Jackson, though, for a minute. And I just want to say, like, we really have to be careful about just some of the dumb shit we say. Just all of us. Like, like and say shit that is just so blatantly wrong. Like, that for me has been a struggle to just see some of these quotes. He literally said, racism's at an all-time high. That's uh, that's a quote. That's a difficult quote to unpack, but that's I, that, that's the dumbest quote. That's one of the dumbest quotes I've ever heard. L- literally, dude, racism's at an all-time high. Your ancestors were forced into slavery, and you're gonna fucking have the gall to go on an Instagram story and say racism is at an all-time high when your ancestors literally had no freedom. I think I, they might argue differently with you, Stephen Jackson. I, I will say this. Um, and I talked about it before and I'll talk about it again on the kooks of comedy. Lachlan and I used to have an argument all the time because I said in the grand scheme of things, racism is almost over. And I stand by that because just look at, and and by the way, that's in the grand scheme of things. I'm saying in the history of mankind, we're closer to the end of racism than we are to the beginning significantly. And, and that's proof right now of what's happening if you are racist and somebody captures it, you're going to lose your job. You're going to lose your yeah. career. You're going to lose whatever. And like it or not, that it's being punished, that means less people are going to do it and be out and out about it. Now, the one thing I will agree is, and I always said this to Lachlan, he's like, how do you say that when people, when this is happening and this is happening and this is happening? It's always darkest before the dawn. The real, real racist. The ones who are going to give this up, it's going to be the, the hardest to, to, to get off of this. They are more outspoken than they have been in a long time. Those, peop, those specific people, a guy who's 60 years old now and is racist and has been racist his whole life, they are louder than they've ever been. I, told, like, I have seen racist shit outside of my window in Venice Beach that I never saw for the five years I lived here. And now there's racial arguments happening all the time. And now people are attacking each other over race. It, in, a, in a sense, Steven Jackson, I mean, he's 100% wrong. But in a sense, the, the true, like, never say die racists of the world are feeling bolder than ever for a number of reasons. Either they, you know, they're cornered. I, but I would, I would disagree with that. I, I, I'm sorry. I wouldn't. I've, I've seen it myself. You don't see. Joe, you, you used to be able to literally go out and just straight up kill a black person with no repercussions. Like, now I'm not saying that still, like, there aren't still deaths. I'm saying you could literally lynch somebody in the South with zero repercussions. None. 
but my again, this there there's a lot to unpack here. First of all, but but to me there's so, for, there's for, not. First of all, some guy got fucking lynched in Indiana this weekend, and they got it on camera. Like the difference between what was happening when there was no coverage of anything and what's happening now is just insanity. I'm talking about our lifetime, the last 20 years, whatever. I have seen stuff in the last three months that we haven't seen for a long time in places where people, this isn't the, this isn't the South. We're talking about Los Angeles. We're talking about on the streets of Venice Beach. There's, my point is that some of these people who know that they are getting wiped out, the, the pocket of them that are left are getting bold because whatever, they're cornered dogs. But when you say something like that, it reminds me of when I saw a show I did when Trump got elected. And I remember telling you this. It's the exact same equivalent of a female comic going on stage in front of an audience and saying, there's never been a worse time to be a female in America. And it's like, what? Well, that's why I said, what's like, 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 like I can, I can name worse times when you couldn't get a job, you couldn't vote, you couldn't get an abortion. Like, like, like what you're saying is so just stupid. And when you make these comments like that, Joe, dude, you, you just, you lose me. Like, but, like you, you lost me, man. Like, I don't care what good you've done. You literally went on a platform and said that racism is at an all time high. Like that's just historically incorrect. Factually uh, incorrect. Absolutely. No one's like Steven Jackson is dumb for saying that. And Steven Jackson has shown that he is dumb for saying a lot of things in the past couple of days. My point is, I'm just saying, if you dig in to what he could possibly mean, as far as the words that he actually said, there's, it's somewhat like, you could, you could say, this is maybe the kind of thing he means. When what he said is a factually incorrect. But then say people, had ne people are, right, say things like, I've never seen so many outspoken racists in my say, lifetime as I have seen today. Exactly. Which, we're, ta we're talking which, about a completely different quote then. Which I 100% agree with. Meanwhile, at the same time, we didn't have everybody's voice in the 90s. I didn't walk around going like, hey, guy in Tuscaloosa, you racist? He's like, yep super hate black people. And I was like, cool, just checking. Now I go on the internet and Deshaun Jackson has made a Hitler quote. And underneath it, some guy's going, this is the problem with all these fucking people. They wanted to put Drew Brees on a stake and Deshaun Jackson can just say whatever he wants. It's like, that's not what happened at all. You're a liar and you're a racist. Yeah. And look, I, I just think we, we all need to just hold people accountable, one, and then also just be aware of what you say. Like, like I don't know. I, we need to formulate our thoughts better. If we're, if, we're the, if we're some of these people, or if you're an athlete, or if you're in the media, just think about things for a minute, right? And it's like, 
it's real tough because I never had a problem with Steven Jackson. And I think a lot of people didn't, right? And then, I, I, I honestly had no opinion of Steven Jackson other than, you know, he was a pretty solid role player in the NBA, a great defender. He went into the crowd and started fighting people in Detroit. And, uh, you know, he got to the forefront of the George, George Floyd thing. But, but, I, but I think, I mean, not to get too big into this, but, but I think this is what, and not to be a conspiracy theorist, but I think this is what they want, man. They want us fighting. They want us divided. They want us siding with our race or our religion or our political party. And it's working. Because I don't, I don't think, I don't know, I, I, maybe I'm giving them the benefit of the doubt. I don't think Steven Jackson doubles, triples down on this stuff a year ago. I just, or saying some of the things that he said, I just don't see it. Yeah, but that's exactly my point too with like, I hate the conversation. I hate any conversation that takes that and tries to make a dollar off it. The idea that Clay Travis is out there going, where, where are the people that were yelling at Drew Brees? You're the same person. You're dividing people. You're a cunt. I just, you know, and I'm looking at some of the YouTube comment sections and some people are like defending it. And, and there's one now that I'm arguing semantics and a poorly worded, you know, a poorly worded comment from an NBA player. I, I disagree. I completely disagree. You just, you can't, you can't say blank, blank statements like that. You just can't. And, and, and to be honest, I think defending it's a complete bullshit. It's just like defending a woman saying, it's never been worse to be a woman. Like, don't, you just, you can't say shit but, like that. But the, it's, it's, like, it's like me saying, I have a worse life than my parents. I don't. But the, I guess the, it goes back to the bigger question of, and that's why I said, like, I don't really have a lot to say on the actual thing that, Steve, that Deshaun Jackson posted. Because, like, I don't, like, if, if Steven Jackson or Deshaun Jackson showed up at my house and they were like, here's what I think, you know, you should paint your walls. I don't care about their opinions of anything. And honestly, I don't care about Drew Brees' opinion of anything. And he proved why. Because he's stupid and ignorant. And guess what? I don't go to NBA players and NFL players for my political beliefs. Well, I, mean, I, th I think you bring up a, a really fair point there. And maybe that's the bigger picture, Joe. I'm not Ooh. saying don't give them. The same way, I'm not saying shut up and dribble. I think everybody should be able to give every opinion that they want to give. And I was never saying Drew Brees should be cut from the New Orleans Saints. And I've never said that, that Deshaun Jackson should be cut from the Philadelphia Eagles. Do I think that Riley Cooper shouldn't have gotten an extension in 2013? Yeah, I absolutely do. Because what you're saying when you're Chip Kelly is I don't care about the black guys in my locker room. Now that's a totally different story. Do, do I think that Drew Brees should still get $40 million to be on NBC? No, I don't, but I didn't say he should be cut. Well, you didn't think he should have got that money before absolutely. he said that. Absolutely. Cause he's just not interesting. Absolutely. I, I, I just think I'm not, again, I'm not saying shut up and dribble, but I'm going, there's only so much like that we should get, like, who cares that Deshaun Jackson is an idiot. The Philadelphia Eagles don't because they have not cared. They have signed him multiple times. 
Well, well again, we know why people care, though. We, we care because we're in this heightened times, you know, the, the, of social justice. And when you post something like that, uh, of course people are going to care. Right. You, under, you understand that. Right. But I'm, but I'm saying it's like I just chalked it up as, yeah, Deshaun Jackson's a fucking idiot. I already knew that. Welcome, and, welcome, by the way, to the rest of the sports world who just found out. Yeah, but Joe, you could be labeled a racist for even like, – that's my point of where we live in. You're calling him an idiot, calling him stupid. There's, there's people out there probably like, you're racist. You're saying that because he's black. I mean, this is the age we live in. I'm saying that because he's black? I'm saying that because – I'm saying he, someone could make that argument. Okay. That's all I'm saying. I'm, I'm making it from everything I know about him as a football player. The guy can't not – the guy can't get into the end zone before he drops the football on the ground. It's happened multiple times in his career. You dumb. You dumb dumb. How many games does he play this year? Eleven. He doesn't catch seventy balls. I can tell you that much. He's never fucking caught. He's caught seventy balls one time in his life. When in 2013, when Nick Foles was his quarterback, and when. Riley Cooper was dropping hard R's in the slot next to him. And by the way, I, I agree with you 100%. It never should have kept Riley Cooper. And I'm sure we both thought that at the time when it happened. Like, how you can allow this. Not only to keep him, give the guy an extension. Extend him after that. But the, the evidence against Chip Kelly at this point is, you know, long and distinguished. Mike, your Johnson? Exactly. Well, the good news is... i got to open this window again because now it's getting hot in the trucks. Go for it. There probably will not be a college football season, so you will not have to go up to the Rose Bowl and watch Chip Kelly pump out a 5-7 and seven college football team. Andy, I've said it before a lot in the last couple of days, and I'll say it again. I don't want to be talking about any of this stuff. And honestly, I think... To me, the, the, the Deshaun Jackson, Steven Jackson quotes and statements is really, it's a story, but it's, uh, it, it shouldn't get that much airtime. And like I said to you before we even started the show, and I, I thought I knew we would get into it, is I think the bigger question that everybody is trying to make this about how it was handled compared to how other things were handled, I think is reckless, wrong, and divisive. Fair enough. Because it's an ever-changing world. The way things have been handled after Ray Rice and before Ray Rice in the NFL, completely different. Yeah. In, in terms of domestic violence, the amount of your favorite players growing up, who if you dig and do research on, have been accused of that kind of thing, is very long. But then once we started getting video of things, so like the idea that this was handled differently than Riley Cooper, it's eight years ago. The, the difference between how this was handled and Drew Brees, if you ask me, it hasn't been handled differently at all except by certain people 
who it's specifically, they feel like we're specifically affected by it. That's why Jewish players in the NFL and former Jewish players in the NFL have been outspoken about this issue, whereas black players were very outspoken about the Drew Brees issue. And guess what? Peyton Manning hasn't chimed in on any of them. And Russell Wilson hasn't chimed in on any of them. And Aaron no, Rodgers that's, that's not true. Don't, don't throw my boy Russ. He, he's chimed in on the Black Lives Matter movement. Did, did he chime in on Drew Brees? I don't know. I didn't, I didn't look at his Twitter. And, Ru- and I know Aaron Rodgers did. And I don't know if Aaron Rodgers has chimed in on this or not. But I'm saying, my point is, if you're out there and you're making a, you make your TV show or your whatever about how if this, if, if Drew Brees is going to get called out, well, what happened? They both got called out by the media. They both made bullshit social media apologies, and they both are going to go back to their huddles as soon as football's happened. Which will be never. Probably. <laughs> What's the current Miller Lite situation in Venice Beach right now for you? My fridge is loaded. Loaded. Loaded with Miller Lights. I enjoyed a couple of Miller Lights out on my patio last night. I'll probably, I'll probably enjoy a Miller Light here in just a minute because I am getting parched. That's screaming about people's lunacy. Yeah. Um, I, love, I love Miller Light. It just, the, 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 the crack sound, the cracking open of a Miller Light on a hot summer, sunny Southern California day. It, it's it's like a it's like I'm like Pavlov's dog. Like the sound of it just makes me salivate and go, "Here we go! It's about to be a, a good time." It's a relaxing feeling for you. It's a very relaxing feeling. I've been golfing. No, I'm 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 throwing Miller Lights in the golf bag. I mean, it's it's glorious. Miller Lite, the original light beer. While you're at home, enjoy a classic. Available for delivery today. Celebrate responsibly, Miller Brewing Company, Milwaukee, Wisconsin, 96 calories and 3.2 carbs per 12 ounces. So we're getting a little closer to understanding where college football is headed, I think. Even though it was just the Ivy League, they have decided they are not going to do any fall sports, which of course includes football. Right. That decision came yesterday, and I know the Ivy League is not the same as the Power Five conferences, but... They also were the first to opt out of the college basketball conference tournaments. And we all mocked them for that, or at least I did. And I was wrong. And here we are again, where they're calling the shots, so to speak, first. I don't think it's a good sign for college football, Joe. Um, I don't think it's a good sign for college football necessarily either, but I think that there, it, it, there is a very distinct different – like. Comparing college football and the Ivy League to, you know, the SEC, they're not even playing the same sport. Agree. Those, those guys aren't getting money or tuition to even be there. Uh, the schools are making – probably losing money on college football in the Ivy League. They like are, I, actually. Yeah, yeah. Um, as opposed to making a ton of money. I mean, we've seen the, – the, look – it, it's when you're talking about the Ivy League and, and them canceling football, everything you need to know about the difference between Ivy League sports and the Ivy League versus 
other schools is they've canceled football and they're still charging the exact same amount for tuition, even though they're doing it online. That was a story that came out the other day about Harvard. Harvard's still charging 50 grand because Harvard makes its money on educating people, having those people turn into successful, you know, adults and those uh, successful adults turning around and donating money back to Harvard. Sure. Endowment. Yeah. Florida makes its money playing football. Sure. So we're not even, I mean, like it's the same sport, but it's not even the same sport. I, I agree with you there. And, but I saw an interesting tweet yesterday when this was announced and it actually goes to your points as well. If you take money out of the equation, which in a way the Ivy league has, right? Cause they don't make money. So, so money is not a factor for this decision, right? They're, they're, I read some reports, like they, bar- they barely lose money. So it's basically a break-even for them, Joe. Right. They have a football team at Harvard or Yale or Princeton. And they honestly probably do it at this point for history. Sure. So it's basically a, a net loss or a break-even. So money's not a factor. But what they're saying is health is a factor, so we're not going to do it because we don't think it's smart from a health side, which to me says then it's not smart for the health side for these other leagues, especially the SEC. That whole region of the country is getting killed right now as far as the, the positive COVID test, not just in the area, right, Joe, but in those actual teams and also on the West Coast where we live. So we talk about hypocrisy a lot. and. It's just rearing its head again. It's like, we're not going to put kids on campuses and we're going to be all these woke colleges and most colleges are liberal and they're left-leaning and all that, but yet we're going to risk the lives, which is, that's, that's the reality of mostly young black men. It's, it's hypocritical because at the end of the day, this is all they care about. Absolutely. The money. Absolutely. So... I just, I don't, I don't know. But you gotta, you you gotta remember there's, there's a couple of different things at play here when you say, you know, schools are liberal and left-leaning and all that stuff, which is the people that are in charge of making the university decisions aren't necessarily the people in charge of educating the students there. Sure. The more, this is just a fact. And you know that I do not have, you know, I would not consider myself a Democrat or a Republican, but the higher educated you are, the most, the more likely you are to be a liberal, the more sure. likely you are to vote Democrat. Out of high school, with a high school education, it's about 50-50. Every level of degree that you get above that, you move to the left. This is statistical facts. This is not anything to argue with. I would argue that if you're a raging liberal with a PhD, you've wasted a lot of money, but that's a whole other, like we can go down a whole other path about that some other time. But the point is, if you're at a, a, you know, university and your faculty is made up of people who I would hope were going to be highly educated, I'm assuming that you have to have a pretty high level of education in your field to be a professor at a lot of universities, you're going to lean left. Now, 
that doesn't mean that not a hundred percent of the time, obviously, but the statistics say you're more likely to take that and set it aside and then talk about the people who are essentially presidents of university. Those guys are more CEOs than they are, sure. edu than they are educators. They're businessmen. They're not educators. And those people are making financial decisions. So we need to separate a little bit, you know, the idea that, oh, you're a woke college, but your president, who is basically a CEO, whose job it is to see your stock rise, yeah. is making decisions solely on money. The guy who, you know, whoever owns the New York Times cares about how, many, how much they're selling. The people who write for the New York Times may be liberals. Yeah. No, fair enough. It's, uh, it'll be interesting, though, how it plays out. Again, because like Ohio State yesterday just suspended camp. Like, like we're not – Suspended July, football camp? Yeah, because of the test again. Right. All these big schools I mean, – I mean, it's July 9th. The season starts – the technical season starts for the big schools, Joe, August 29th. I mean, that's – and then the first week of September. Like, that's, that's right around the corner. I, I just, I don't see, I don't see how they start on time. Well, I mean, the, the way I could see certain things, schools, leagues, whatever, starting on time is that one thing we know about the NCAA and how they care about athletes is they don't at all. They don't care about athletes at all. True. Um, this is never, and, and I've, I'll take the NCAA to the woodshed as many times as, as they want to go there with me. It's a sham. It's a scam. It's a money-making operation that cares not for student-athletes. They're focused on 10 schools to, to 40 schools in each sport, bringing them money. And that's it. So the idea of all the SEC presidents getting together and being like, hey, guys, just want to make sure we're on the same page here. We don't care about these kids. And then being like, absolutely not. Let's go. <laughs> like, I, I, like the chances of it happening are very high. Yeah. So you, so you disagree. You think they're just going to disregard I, I, everything. I mean, I, what I think is it, I think it'll be like, Unless the NCAA comes in and as a, as a governing body says, we're not doing this, I wouldn't be surprised if the Ivy League cancels and then, you know, the MAC cancels and the WAC cancels and the SEC is like, we're doing it. We're in. There's and no the ACC up. and the Pac-12 and whatever. There's, there's the, if those other ones cancel, there's no Rah, way. Newsom's a fucking – Communist dog, we're doing it. Pac-12's raging, dude. Get yourself a Chipotle burrito. Get down to the Rose Bowl, dog. We're about to get some kids sick. And it's going to be sick. What will the South – so the Southeastern Conference, what will those regions – how will those – what will those people do? I mean, this is a legitimate question. If there is no football – what do those people do on Saturday? I mean, dead serious. I'm pretty sure they show up to Target without a mask on and cause a real scene. 
I'm pretty sure that's what they're going to be doing. That's, that's what's on the, uh, the template if there's no season? I think so. I mean, those, those areas of the country live for college football. That's their whole entire existence. Saturday, game day, get up, start drinking, tailgate. If you take a college football season away, I don't know, man. Good luck to the deer in the South this fall. <laughs> I just. <laughs> <laughs> Goodbye, deer population. I mean, you think the tensions are high now. I'm serious, though, man. I, I think you don't think I'm crazy. I, I think this makes racial tensions even worse if there's no football for certain areas. Well, that we I don't even want to go down the. I don't even want to go down the path of the, the people who say and do the racial things that they say and do and then show up in mass on Saturday to cheer on 95% young black males. No, it's hypocrisy. At a school they didn't go to. No, I, no, I agree. It's hypocrisy. Trust me. I don't, I don't get it either, but I think I have something to that point of like, whatever tension we have, whether it's with masks or racially or whatever, you, you take a major sports everyday Saturday functioning thing that you've had your whole life out of it. It's just going to make people that much more angry. You know, they don't have the benefit of going to the beach and smoking a pre-rolled joint and relaxing. Which, do you have that benefit now anymore either? What do you mean? The beaches are open. No, I'm joking. Yeah. Joe, by the way, I, I think, you know, even when they're closed, just go. Beaches um, are open, guy. Um, just in the future, even when they're technically closed, just go. You know, here's the thing. Because you're, not a, you're not being a dick. You're social distancing. Just go. But, but here's the thing. I don't go for a couple reasons. One... I don't need the trouble. Me and cops don't get along. We never have. We never will. If 2,000 people are at the beach and I show up, they're coming for me. I don't know what it is. I've been, I've been trying to go with the undercover cop mustache look for the last few years simply to get them off my back. But me and cops don't get along. Never have. Never will. So I ain't trying, I don't need fines. I don't need arrests. I'm working on things in my life. I don't need to be dealing with legal troubles. The other reason I don't go is simply because there are a lot of people in the world right now that are going, just because you made these rules doesn't mean I got to follow them. And are all of these rules correct? Absolutely not. Should we be vocal about the way a lot of this stuff is handled? Absolutely. But you can't rage on Karen showing up to Applebee's without a mask on, being a dipshit. If you break through and say, these rules don't apply to me when it comes to something I want to do. So it kills me, but. I'll go to the beach when it's open and I'll, 
you know, skip it when it's closed and just go, okay, these, let these dipshits do it. I'm here yeah. every single day, Andy. I can, see the, I can see the water out my window. I ain't, if I got into a car and drove 90 miles to the beach and showed up and they said they were closed, it might be hard to stop me, but I'll just go when I can, which is now every day. Well, I got that garden life going strong right now. Yeah, I know. Making, you know, growing broccoli. I've never tasted a fresher vegetable. Growing broccoli. I mean, to nurture something for 55 days and then eat it fresh out of the garden, it's truly an amazing feeling. And I don't undersell that at all. Yeah. Like, it's funny because growing up, my dad was big on gardening too. And I just remember like the, the meal of steak, like cooking steak on the grill and then having a salad that was just literally lettuce, tomatoes, cucumbers, and like balsamic. And it would, it would hit you. It was like, the, like I'm, I'm, I've been chasing that salad my whole life. And the bottom line is it's just freshness. It's just freshness. Like, I, I, and obviously my dad's had this garden forever, but I've never been able to actually plant with him and see the process as I have the last few months. And it's just, it's just like, wow, it, it hits different. It, it, it really hits different. And, and that is a great segue into this story, which we've had forever because we're talking about Mother Earth into the new Seattle hockey arena name, which makes me laugh. What is the Seattle hockey team called? I don't even know. But their arena is going to be called the Climate Pledge Arena. Okay. The move, it's Amazon owns the, it's the Jeff Bezos thing. Okay. So the arena, which again will be called Climate Pledge Arena, uh, will be the greenest ice in the NHL. Wow. It, will have, it will be the first ever net zero carbon certified arena in the world, the company claims. And uh, they've been revealing all these details about it. And apparently it's supposed to be the most. So, so, so Amazon bought the naming rights yes. and, and called it the Climate Pledge Arena. Correct. Got it. Hey, Jeff Bezos, you know what will be a good climate pledge <laughs> not sending me this in a refrigerator box <laughs> I, knew, I knew i was like if i bring this up i knew he's got something i mean <laughs> jeff bezos was like your sneakers have arrived and i go outside and there's a helicopter <laughs> lowering down this thing to a crane operator like, how about, how about a pledge to not put, a, like, a gigantic, like, inflated bubble inside of everything? Why, when I get a box from Amazon, is the NBA bubble inside it? I've got LeBron James inside a bubble, inside a box. Man, that's a great point, Joe. I didn't even think about that. But I appreciate, I appreciate Jeff Bezos's efforts i guess even though jeff bezos could take the money he made yesterday 
and fix all the world's climate problems in three hours. Well, yeah, he's on target to be the first trillionaire ever. Trillionaire. Uh, it's absolutely wild. By the way, just give Seattle a basketball team too. Can we just uh, give them a basketball team? Absolutely. I mean, guys, come on. What are we doing here? They should name the Seattle hockey team the Seattle basketball team just to get the ball rolling. <laughs> yeah. Just give, just give them a team already. Well, Prano, that's the episode. We banged it out. We're live every Monday, every Thursday, 1 p.m. Eastern, 10 a.m. Pacific Standard Time. You guys can follow us on Twitter and Instagram at The Dirty Sports. If you like the show or if you hate the show, drop an iTunes review and leave your social media handle. Tell your friends. And tell your, tell your friends. Tell, tell your, your family. Friends. Tell your friends. Tell your family. Rate, tell review, subscribe. Keep up the good work, Dirt Balls. We appreciate everything you guys have done. You can follow me at Joe Prano on Instagram, at Fix Your Life on Twitter. And just keep up the good work. We appreciate everything that you guys have done. Uh, we don't want to talk about this stuff every day. We just want sports. <laughs> yeah. And if you want to see some amazing broccoli, go to my Instagram at Andy Ruther. Chopping broccoli. I documented the process. All right, that's the show. Guys, have a safe and healthy week. Be good. Be merry. And most importantly, stay Dirty.